The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Welcome to it. You can always follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA and my guest, Charlie Warzel. You can follow him at C. Warzel on Twitter. Charlie, you had a fascinating last 10, 11 days of your life following the Alex Jones trial down in Austin, Texas. Um, I did. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How in the world are you? Um, how, uh, are you making out okay I, with Alex being that close to Alex for 10 days? Yeah, you know, it it was honestly, everything about the last 10 days has been incredibly surreal, but also um, really illuminating in a way that, you know, I I, I almost, I don't know if I expected, (laughs) to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I think, think, you know, the the reason why myself and a, a gaggle of other reporters kind of showed up was really around this premise of, um, Alex's lawyers hinted at a, a defense of his custody of his three children under the um, under the sort of guise that everything he's done in his professional career has been political right. satire and we should, performance art. And we should, I just a, a quick reminder that this was a, a custody battle that uh, the, the jury came back uh, Thursday night late uh, with the verdict, and it was a custody battle to do with their three kids. And Alex right. had custody, but he was uh, had he had uh, they had joint. I'm sorry, they had both had joint custody, but Alex had control and was able to divvy out the time that the wife got to see the kids. And so, right, right. So then, this trial was for her to a get full custody or joint custody with her having control of the kids. R- correct, and the judge ruled uh, on the second of that, granting right. her. And- Joint custody with the ability to uh, dictate residence, and this is going to be, you know, to, we'll get I, you know before we get to uh, the trial. I mean, I saw one of her posts, uh, one of the uh, feeds after the trial, where she talked about parental alienation syndrome. I mean, right. if that's the case, if you, I mean, if you actually believe that, and we've seen it, uh, you know, I mean, I do kind of believe it. Um, the uh, you know, it's going to be tough because. Uh, the other the parent who's had the kids has just driven the other parent right into the ground. They didn't even want anything to do with her. Right. You, you know, the the whole sort of um, one of the the main premises of of this was that uh, I, I mean, a a as as most of these custody things are, you know, they are both yeah they don't like each other very nasty <laughs> and and also in a way you know very sort of. 
ordinary in the sense that, you know, you're dealing with sort of like the general issues of, you know, of parents and their kids and the conflicts and the, you know, the right. alliances and, and, and grievances. Yeah. So, it, it, but, um, but yeah, the, the parental alienation um, sort of charge against Alex was, was, was really kind of borne out sort of without saying so of, you know, his, his personality that, that we know in, in his public right. life. And that, and that leads is, us you know, right. That, a, right. And that leads us yeah, right back into what they were going to do, uh, how they were going to uh, uh, defend Alex for this trial. Right. Yeah. And, and so his, his, his legal team's defense was this performance art political satire um, defense, or that that's sort of what they foreshadowed uh, right at the start of the trial. And uh, and so that's really what led, I think, a lot of the media, the national media attention. You know, I I came down and didn't really expect it to sort of blow up as big as it did in terms of interest um, from the national media. But I think what the alluring question here was, was can, you know, can we sort of under oath get to see a separation of Alex Jones, the person, and Alex Jones, the professional, and yeah. how much of this stuff does he really believe? Yeah, because I mean, for a long time, uh, having been a uh, having been a, a fan of Alex, and I say fan, not really a fan, but more as a, a looking at him as a sideshow, um, that uh, you know he would. I mean, his belief was, "This is me, this is me," and so for him to have to say in court that it wasn't him. I mean, that puts a big cringe on his business. Yeah, there was this real, um, it was sort of a, a a situation that if, unless you were trying to, you know, settle a dispute over, over your, the custody of your children, you'd probably never find yourself in a situation right. where you would have to, where you'd have to, uh, you know, argue that your, your career was based on something different. But right. I think that he, you know, that line sort of really disappeared after the first couple of days of the trial it it's alex sort of issued a very uh full-throated defense of Infowars and what he does he claimed 95 percent of it was hard news and that about you know five percent is this satire which the media cherry picks and uses to you know dismiss him as as a lunatic as a um uh-huh. you know, as a far fringe figure. Right. And I, I can say as someone who for my job has to watch a lot of Infowars, I, I don't know if I agree with that, with that. character. I, I certainly don't. I'll guarantee you that, but he got lucky with, uh, the judge taking away the merging of Infowars and himself. Right. I mean, she made that split that we can't that they couldn't use in court. Infowars had to be separate and Alex was separate. So he kind of in my my estimation, I mean, he got lucky because he didn't have to make that statement. Then he was able he was able to say all the time, hey, uh, Infowars is completely separate. So, I, you know, it's real. Leave me alone. It it was honestly, uh, I think, a really big shock to um, to some of the uh, the legal professionals involved and, and a lot of people who reached out to me in, uh, you know, who were lawyers who dealt with family custody cases not related to this sort of saying it's almost unheard of for someone's professional life uh, right. to be taken out of context in, in, a, in a custody trial. I mean, that's the whole point, right? I mean, the point is, is that you're unable to uh, care for the children uh, because you do this. Right. And, and I, and I think that, you know, 
it's not even I, I understand with the the initial impulse of, um, you know, you want to leave politics out of it. You don't want to say that, you know, so and so has these these, you know, views about who should be an elected official. And, you know, if you're a Trump supporter or if you're a Bernie supporter, that means, you know, you deserve X amount of hours with your kids. That's a that's a, you know, a very sort of hairy and sticky proposition. Right. which The judge rightly wanted to um to, to keep out of. But I think the, the, the general exclusion of almost anything having to relate to InfoWars under the, uh, under the justification that it's a political show um, really sort of, you know, uh, sort of strips away a, a lot of, of what you, of what you can, you know, learn about and, and level right. at, at Alex, who's, right. who's, you know, he's somebody who, if you spend a lot of time watching him, you see he broadcasts, uh, you know, videos from home or while he's driving in the car. He sort of, you know, he doesn't have that nine to five work life balance that, <laughs> that you know, some right. people might have. His, right. his work and his life are, are very much intertwined. And, in, and in, look, in today's world, and, and uh, uh, you know, somebody will say, no, that's not right. But I'm, I, I believe in today's world, if you're in the media, and I, you know the evil media. Um, it is that way now. It isn't go to the office and sit down at the desk and say good evening. It's six o'clock. Time for the news. Uh, it just you know that just isn't a person's life anymore. Absolutely, and 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 you know he has he has made a a real name for himself. Yes, he has over the past two decades, being somebody who has sort of this. Uh, monomaniacal obsession yeah and 24 7 with it that's right yeah I and infowars you know has that sort of um this is going to sound wrong for them but it has that sort of cnn sort of cable news feel with you know the, the high production value the constant you know updates the always going live no, i mean uh, that's what they were that's what they were going for whether you know just just never mind the stories or whether you believed it or not i mean that's what they wanted that 24 7 feel and we're here for you 24 7 around the globe i mean that's the deal that's his life it's really right. it was really exactly. it was hard for me to understand that as well and uh i am in no way you know i only pretend to be an attorney i'm not even I'm close to being <laughs> um, so what's your biggest so they they I mean, beside that we talked to the i saw some uh, quotes from uh you had an opportunity to talk to a couple of jurors um yeah and, yeah and, uh, we caught up with them last night outside the courthouse. Just just a few, um, and and their sense that I got was was that that Infowars really wasn't a factor in this trial. In in the sense of you know the judge got her got her wish, the court got its wish, right. um, and it was it was unclear how many of the jurors uh, going in knew of knew of him. Uh, the juror. The one juror I spoke with said it was a, you know, a roughly equal split of people who were somewhat familiar and not. Wow. But um, but but that that deliberations really actually took so long. It was a nine and a half hour deliberation, which is abnormal yeah, for, for this time. kind of case. Uh, it took so long, actually, because they uh, they both uh, the jury thought that both parents were actually pretty adequate uh, guardians, and they wanted to make sure that they they got that right. So it's really there's a real disconnect 
that I noticed between sort of the narrative that had to play out inside the courtroom and what would happen when you would grab your phone and check on Twitter or see, you know, what people were commenting on outside. It was it was a real it was a real split. Alex is sort of this villain out in the world and in the courtroom he was presented as this dad who was, you know, devoted and perhaps, you know, a little uh, colorful, but a little colorful, but he's but, providing but, for his family and, and the, he was right. a good dad. Yeah. Right. And, you know, look, it, do I want to give him the benefit of the doubt? No, <laughs> but you know, it is possible, I guess. You know, it, you know, I think that these things are, are, are very, um, I think that they're very complicated. And I think that, you know, it, it's, it's actually a very, uh, it's a dicey thing to to delve into somebody's uh, family matters in this way, but I, I think I think at the end of the day there really was actually a, a bit of um, the, the trial proved instructive to people who wanted to know more about him and right. and especially to know more about whether he's the man that he is on camera when he's off camera. I think that I think that we actually saw people who who stuck it out with me for the for the full uh the full nine days really saw that he he maintains a lot of the same characteristics when the cameras aren't rolling that he has on air oh my gosh which leads you to believe that it isn't a show uh charlie warzel from uh, buzzfeed who uh, covered the uh, char- the uh <laughs> alex jones trial uh charlie uh, down in austin the last uh, nine or ten days covering the the jones trial what was your I mean that that's a fascinating takeaway when the judge said that you know try we're we're going to distinguish between no info wars and uh and Alex away from info wars well I mean during the trial he was posting stuff on info wars which was going against the gag order right there yeah so you know that's kind of a was kept the press was kept kind of in the dark on that to some degree. We we did get some uh, snippets if you leaned in close enough to the, the lawyers when they had to approach the bench talking about it. Okay. And it, it appeared that sort of in the first, um, you know, the, the real media storm around this hit um, on the night before the trial when uh, the Austin Statesman, the, one of the local papers here, um, sort of broke the story that his lawyers were going to, you know, use this. Right, use this um, defense. This performance art defense. Right. So... You know, then the sort of, you know, Stephen Colbert ran with it and uh, and sort of, you know, he became sort of like the butt of the Internet and TV, late night TV jokes. Um, so, you know, Alex is someone who when he's in the news, he has to respond. Uh, he has right. almost, you know, a it's like breathing for him. And I think uh, that, you know, initially he put out a couple of or I know he put out uh, two initial videos calling, you know, the, the claims outrageous and saying it was a media attempt to discredit him and <laughs> that he is who he is and, you know, I, I'm 100% real, baby. And I think that uh, he was admonished for that. And, and so those videos kind of uh, took a different turn. They stopped being about the trial necessarily um, and, you know, mentioning custody of his kids and sort of focused more on, I'm Alex Jones, I'm, right. you know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a target. It's, it's all on me. One of the things that came uh, from this trial that I found uh, very fascinating was uh, the profitability of Alex Jones's company. 
uh, more people involved with this damn Infowars and making millions of dollars, uh, I'm doing it wrong. I, you, you, um, I, I don't know about you, Charlie. I mean, maybe you're doing it right, but when Alex Jones and the wife and the mom and dad are all making millions for selling uh, tree bark supplements, I'm doing it wrong. Conspiracy uh, is good business, I think, <laughs> is, what, is one thing that we learned here. I, you know, there was, um, I, I believe at one point there was a, a, a report of, you know, roughly forty thousand dollars a month or, or something to that degree some, something very very high being being paid to his ex-wife well, plus he um, gave her he gave her i think in the initial divorce there was reported that uh he gave her a uh, three million on top three or four million on top of that right plus the yeah plus the and, 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 a, and a few a few numbers uh a few numbers trickled out including uh at one point um uh alex's parents uh, both testified uh, on his behalf and and mentioned that uh, the quote unquote family business, uh, which is a which is a, a great way I think to refer to Infowars, yeah, no uh, the family business um, netted them a couple of million of dollars, millions of dollars, um, and that's just you know the um, his parents. Uh, I think right. his father has has some stake in the in the business, but but it does sort of speak to the sort of you know. Um, Infowars' finances are, aren't, aren't uh, public, and he is—he's uh, placed those things pretty close to the vest. But it yeah, gives you fine. sort of these glimmers of insight into. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I, I get the plan. I mean, I get the plan. All the you know, all the product that advertises on his radio, TV, internet, and website is all his product, and so that product, you know, just rolls back into the company. I got, I got the plan. I'm just doing it wrong, and I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's still time. There's still time to, uh, <laughs> to start hawking the supplements. I think. So. Dad, is that you? Um, <laughs> Charlie Warzel from uh, BuzzFeed. All right, Charlie. We, you know, Alex. Alex is back to being Alex Jones, and uh, he can pretend once in a while that he's really bummed that uh, he didn't. Uh, he doesn't have the uh, joint. He had, doesn't have his kids. Uh, the wife tells him when and when he cannot have the kids. But he'll be able to eat, uh, you know, as much chili as he wants, and forget how old the kids are whenever he wants, which was a great piece from that. It was a very surreal moment to uh, to hear somebody claim that their uh, short term memory had been erased by uh, by some uh, five alarm chili. Right. Yeah. It was. Just... It was certainly we were we were kind of agape in the mouth agape in the courtroom <laughs> when we heard that. Not sure if it was. Uh, something that we'd misheard and it turns out uh turns out to be true yeah was it now when uh in the courtroom i mean he had talked about that in a deposition right you didn't remember what how old his kids were whatever and then who asked him about it in the courtroom um one of uh one of of the attorneys right okay that's what i thought yeah started started the um um, one of one of the attorneys was um, was a sort of a fierce cross examiner, and and the, and the real um, sort of drama came from. I, I believe his charge um, was to sort of throw Alex off of his game and sort of to rile him up. And and he started the uh, Alex's cross examination, uh, asking him, uh, "You didn't have any uh, chili this morning, did you, sir?" And Alex shot back, "Is that a joke?" And um, and then um, the attorney sort of went into the the deposition anecdote and yeah. and it really sort of uh, it started him off on on a note um, a very surreal sort of ridiculous note and it only kind of increased from there. 
What uh, what before? And I, we'll move on a little bit. I know you've got a lot going on uh, at BuzzFeed, and we'll talk about what's new for you and what's going to happen in the future for you, uh, for you and the website uh, BuzzFeed. But before we do that, I want you to tell me your favorite moment of the Alex Jones trial. I mean, was did Alex come up and give you a hug? Did he take his shirt off for you? Were you fortunate enough to get a get a, a shirt ripped off in front of you? What, did you have chair chili with him? What was your favorite moment? I think, it, and, and I don't mean for this to be a cop out, but I really think that my that the the best thing was kind of getting that opportunity to spend so much time in such close proximity to spend. I mean, like oh, that's a cop out. I, I, over over twenty five hours, and I and I can tell you why, and I and I actually think that maybe it won't be a cop out if I <laughs> if, I, if okay. I say why okay. is that is that we saw we were able to see him, uh, you know. He, truly be be himself and, and at a time when it would have been advantageous for him not to be himself to right. be you know very restrained and and yet you know he reacted to every negative statement about him from a witness or a uh, or a lawyer with you know he would uh, furrow his brow and shake his head and point his finger and you know the judge admonished him dozens of times throughout wow. the 9 days um, in in what was you know it's almost unprecedented for someone who's got so much at stake and 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 what it really showed and, and there were times when he was um, when he was incredibly charming you know a, a uh, someone was about to knock a glass of water off of the uh, the lawyer table and he jumped up and sort of like you know shuffled across the room and got it and you know and sort of pushed it back into place and smiled and and, and there were all these very small moments right. where you just sort of realized. Oh, this guy is intensely charismatic, right? Um, and so I think you and got he to is. see. He is. I mean, he's and he is, and he absolutely is. So I think you know the real my favorite moments, or my favorite. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's fascinating. Is that is that he really is this? He is all the good and the bad that you see on the air, and he's really not somebody who he's not boring when you when the cameras turn off in any way. He's almost if not more uh, animated and alive. Which that, goes back, I mean, that's so, it's so strange. You know, you say that, and that's why it's so strange that we had to, uh, you know, separate uh, him from InfoWars, because he is InfoWars. Oh, absolutely. Just, I think that that is, I think that that is a, um, you know, a, I think that there is a professional wrestling element to InfoWars that is entertainment. Well, there has to be. There has to be. Look, I mean, I work. Um, look, I work for a guy that I've worked that I've known for years by the name of Glenn Beck, who's kind of the same, you know, in the same realm of, you know, there's times when, when, uh, you know, he's uh, he's saying, well, that's a company, but I, I don't have anything to do with the day to day decisions, and people around the country go, yeah, right, but it's true. You know I, what I mean? It's, it's the same kind of thing. It is, you know, Glenn Beck is Glenn Beck, and it's it's tough to separate. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's very true, and I think that that you know, it speaks to sort of, and and you alluded to this earlier. It sort of speaks to what the what you know media is now. It's very personality right. driven, and 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 and, and that's what pe- people come to tune in to, to people and not to. Uh, and they tune uh, in and they want it twenty four seven. I mean, they don't care. You know, they want to be able to. If you're doing something, uh, and you you know you're doing something, we want to know about it. We want to know right. what it is. So, I mean, it's just, it's a strange world that we live in today. That is for sure. <laughs> All right, Charlie Warzel from BuzzFeed. So what's next on your agenda? Whose trial are you going to sit through now? 
Well, uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a court reporter. Get out of here! Of what? Kind. And uh, and and it's it was incredibly fascinating. I don't know if I'll be sitting through uh, any more trials in, in the very <laughs> near future. But um, you know, I, I've at BuzzFeed we've always kind of been. Uh, you know, one of our sort of hallmarks is is being on the on the sort of the the cutting edge of new um, sort of internet movements. And and I've I've spent the last yeah. probably six or so months, you know, really kind of digging into the, the rise of of sort of new pro Trump media and and the figures and the personalities there and. And and the you know the the financials and the right. and the the relationship with the White House and I think that you know that's one of the sort of biggest stories of 2017 right now. Oh, yeah, there's this, no doubt about that. But listen, I mean, I mean, our, so our president said uh, just the other day that he didn't realize that the you know job was going to be so hard. So you know, it's good he's at the helm. Anyway, it is this is a pretty this is a pretty <laughs> wild interview there. <laughs> Charlie, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know it's Saturday. I'm eating up some of your time. You had a busy last nine or ten days, and you want to get some rest. So Charlie Warzel from BuzzFeed, uh, at C. Warzel uh, on Twitter. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 4653 